So, uh, welcome back to episode 11 of the Washed Athlete Podcast. Uh, we've had a very interesting week so far, and I think Raj actually wants to uh, lead off with something today. Yeah, so uh, for any of you pre-workout fiends out there, I know you're fiending for more pre-workout, so use our code WASH20 for 20% off your next pre-workout order on buckedup.com. Yeah, they actually do a pretty good free workout. I've been using them because Raj has put me on them. And now that he's an ambassador and has that code, it's been pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah the, gra- the graveyard looks insane right now, but... The graveyard is absurd. Like, the amount of pre-workout you go through specifically, like, for how big you are, it is an ungodly amount of caffeine that you are consuming. Yeah, it's probably my 40s. Yeah, that's kind of pre-workout is good cup of coffee. (laughs) That honestly, like legitimately, black coffee as a pre-workout is like one of the healthiest things that you can do for pre-workout. Or you can go get run gum. Run gum has is goaded. What's What's that? that? It's like just gum, but it's like caffeinated. So you like chew it ten to fifteen minutes before. Like it's supposed to be for runners because like when we get on the line, you like to be like alert and whatnot so like this olympia nick simmons um he created the company he was he ran professional for a bunch of years and the problem is as runners if you're doing anything over like a two minute run like your stomach is really important like if your stomach doesn't feel good then like you're gonna run bad just because like all the d- gi distress so drinking coffee can be a problem with that like since it well in your oh. stomach sometimes like close to a race so you just pop a run gum 10 to 15 minutes before you run you get a nice caffeine kick going and you run it's like a dude, little, I didn't, in a little circle tablet form. Great, life changing. Dude, I didn't even think about that. Drinking like a cup of coffee before going out on a run—that sounds like your insides would be gone. That's, that's, that's the problem. Rough. That's why. That's why going run gum is great. Did you use any of the run gum before your uh, track meet this weekend? Absolutely. Well, yeah. the problem is I don't really like mint, and I ran out of bubble gum flavor. The bubble gum was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, you don't really chew it for that long, but. I did use it for the track meet, meet this weekend. Uh, track meet did suck, indeed. Um, the vibes yeah. were the vibes were there. Don't get me wrong, but running in thirty-five degree weather while it was snowing in an outdoor track meet was not it. I have never been in a situation before where it was just so ungodly. Like the conditions were so bad, and it was March twenty-sixth. Like it was, there was no reason it should have been snowing. Like the weather yeah. should have been like 50, 60 degrees and like pretty good. And it was snow. Like it literally, we've probably had indoor track meets this season where the conditions were better outside the run. <laughs> like it was, yeah, I mean, it was it's snowing right now. Yeah, yeah it's snowing right now. Snow. Like, like what? Me and Peter right? just came back from Costco and we, it was like, remember how the snow was hitting against my windshield? It was like, it wasn't snow. It was, it legit looked like hail. It was, yeah, like, yeah. very, very, very small pieces of snow, but they weren't, like, snowflakes. They were actual, like, compact, like, little snowballs. And it no, was, that like, was, bad. I was in West Virginia yesterday. It was like, That's what it was like? Yes, the conditions outside right now are, like, what it was, like, in Virginia yesterday. It was, oh, West Virginia. It was absurd. Like, I was just, I was in disbelief that we were running. Like, when we were going there, I was, like, cool. Like, like again, mentally, we were just, like, we're going to sit down inside, like, go through the whole indoor track meet process. Like, just... It was so hard to process that I would be running outside. And, like, I got to the starting line, and usually, like, I don't wear, like, I don't wear gloves. I don't wear, like, anything when I run. I just wear my singlet and my shorts and whatever. And I was, like, I had to put an undershirt on. And I, I didn't come prepared to wear an undershirt because I was, like, I saw the temperature. I saw that the high was going to be 35 and it was snowing. But, like, I didn't process how cold it would be. And, like, I got on the line to run, and I was, like, 
I need to put an undershirt on. Like, I'm freezing cold. Like, even this, like, five-minute mile I'm going to run, I still need to wear a shirt or else I'm going to get freezing cold. And after the 4x4, four four, I booked it inside. I didn't yeah. even take my spikes off. I ran across the turf, ran across the track, ran across the cement with my spikes on, and got, in- got inside to keep warm because that 4x4 four <laughs> four was brutally cold. How was what how like how was it what you guys uh run oh we we ran bad we really ran and for any for all the listeners i i run track and field but like i'm not good like me and my team were like a club running team so we have some impressive people on the team but like don't be expecting to hear any world beater times out here um but no we ran a distance four by four so me and a couple of my friends who uh are either don't really run that much or are just distance athletes so we run a four by four i think we ran a four Oh, what was the time? Was it 4.05? It was, like, brutally slow. We finished, and, like, the effort I put out there on the track, I was, like, I easily split, like, 57 or something. Like, I was, like, that was, oh, I, ran, I ran that 400 far. But the problem is, it was a blizzard outside, and it was 35 degrees, so the effort felt like a 57 effort, but I probably ran, like, a 62. Oh, never mind. Because, <laughs> because it was so cold. I ran a 5.13, we ran a 1,500 at the meet. I ran a 5.13 mile at the meet yesterday and my mile pr from a month ago is 451 i ran 22 seconds slower on the meet in the meet yesterday because it's so cold outside and the conditions are so bad wait that did you absurd. just say your mile time is four minutes 451 yeah what yeah. that's insane thank you it's not really that insane but like I'll I mean, that's coming that. from, like, me, where it's, like, for, yeah, for Raj and I, it's, like, what, like, our actual, like, mile times, quote-unquote, what are you running? Like, probably, like, a six-something, like, on a good day? I hope. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I can even get, I don't think I can get some eight at this point. I'm so out of shape. I want to see you guys run a mile. Good God, I would puke. That would be I would. No. I would want to see what my time would be for the 400, though. Like... I would, ho- I want to like try, I would want to try to get like under a minute. Like, I'd be chilling if I got a 59 right now. Absolutely chilling. I just don't think it's possible. We're going to do a Wash Athlete podcast uh, track oh, meet. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'll run the 40. Yeah. That's what I'll do. The, the 40. 40. The 40. <laughs> that's, not, that's not even yeah. a distance was that track. Thing? I don't care. <laughs> that's all we're doing. We can run the 60. Fine. 60 indoor. Yeah. We don't but have an if you ran a one hundred two, oh sorry, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say if you ran a one hundred two and it's in bad conditions, but you also don't run the four hundred, it's not the worst. No, it's not a catastrophe it's, by any means. Yeah, well, like sixty two is definitely not something you hang your hat on. But again, like the conditions were just so bad yesterday. Like running the mile the halfway through the race, like my hamstrings just like got super tight because like it was freezing cold outside, and like I was wearing short shorts and like. And just, like, I just mentally gave up. Like, I just was, like, I just, like, stopped running hard. And then, like, at the end, I was, like, one of my teammates was yelling at me to, like, catch the guys in front of them, like, in front of me. And I was, like, like he's, like, you can get them. And I thought in my head, I was, like, Justin, I could, I can get them. Like, I'm, like, I, like, I thought about it. I was, like, I'm not really that tired. But it was because, like, I gave up for, like, an entire lap in the race because I was just, like, cold, didn't feel good, and was like, I we done. But then, like, I was like, after that race, I was like, okay, Justin, like, 1500 meter out of the way. It was terrible, whatever. Like, I'm a little injured right now. I was like, it's fine. I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm scratching the 800. There's no way I'm going to go outside and run this 800. Like, scratch it. I'll just save myself for the 4x4. Then I decided to run the 800 anyway after telling myself for a couple hours I wasn't going to run it. And then 
the 800 was really cool because I went out first lap, hung behind people, made a big pass, whatever. I took the lead with like, I don't know, like 450 meters left in the race. And I had like created a sizable gap over the field. Like it was probably like a, um, I don't know, like a 10 meter gap. I ended up getting caught and getting in second, but that was cool because I like raced it really well. And I was like, man, like that was like a 210 effort. I was like 209, 210 for 800 meters. I was like, I like worked hard that 800. Like I definitely came out with the PR 217. I was like, what wow. the hell? I was like, I, I just ran a 213. Like, I don't know. Like, again, when I ran that mile, so it was like, I don't know, like four weeks, three weeks ago. And I was like, that effort today, way harder. I worked way harder than this 800. Like, I was aggressive. I didn't, like, my 213, I was kicking people down, like, running from the back. I ran from the front. This made big moves. I was like, this, we're going to be rewarded with a nice PR. 217. I ran 217 in high school. <laughs> that is crazy. It's no way. Like, uh- Um, for the track guys i have no are there like specific things you guys do while running like are there like because you keep mentioning moves and i have no clue what you mean by that making a move is like accelerating in a certain point of time so like if i'm making a move on the field like Mm -hmm. i was in third and i went around two people who were in front of me and passed them and like gapped them because like the pace was slowing down and i thought my best chance to win was to like push the pace faster so that's me making a move but when you make moves it often takes a lot of energy to make moves because you're like accelerating so you leave yourself more vulnerable like they say in track when you go you have to go so if you decide to like accelerate and get around people like you need to stick to that you can't just accelerate to go around people and then slow down because because you wasted a ton of extra energy that the people behind you didn't do so me making a move at that point was me gapping the field and then I ended up getting passed again, but I probably ended up getting passed because I made too aggressive of a move, or he and was back, just faster than me. And back when I was running in high school, in terms of short distance, the only time that I would have to like go in the same lane and pass somebody up is if it was an indoor meet and we were running like the four hundred, because then the I'm pretty sure the lanes would merge together, yeah. so you would have to try to pass the people up. In terms of anything else, though, um, like when you're running outdoors you're not trying to like really make any moves. You're just trying to literally just run as fast as possible in your lane. Um, it is more difficult because you have to kind of understand, okay, if you're like further to the inside, um, you're going to have like a, sh- when you're going around the curve, it's going to be shorter distance. Or if you're on the outside like lanes, it's going to be a longer distance. So you're going to try to want to build a bigger lead. So when like you do hit the curve, you're going to like, I guess have somewhat of a cushion. And if you're in the middle, like you're in the middle for a reason. Middle has like the fastest runners, but um, yeah, I mean, short distance. You just you just run like you literally. Like my one of my um, coaches told us that you just haul tail and uh, turn left. That's literally it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, turn left for distance. That. For distances like four hundred and below, you just run like, mm-hmm. and then for any distance over that, you can actually like play the field like especially indoor racing is a lot more tactical and like based on where you make the moves because usually like outdoor track one lap around is 400 meters so you run the 400 meters you're in your lanes the entire time but if you run indoors you break into your lanes 150 in so like now you actually have to like if you're not in a good position you're gonna have to pass someone and passing people takes a lot of energy and in a 400 where already like the last 100 meters is like agonizing pain it's really hard to pass people it is, is it yeah. like slipstreaming and like running? Because like I know in GTA, like if you're like or like even in swimming, what are like you s- no, <laughs> I'm like, nobody, like no. no, okay, hear me out, hear me out. Maybe I don't think so. Like what, what did you say? 
like in swimming, like you swim closer to the lane marker, so like you're closer to your opponent, so you can like catch whatever like drift they're making. Is there such thing for that in running? Like run, I'm no run behind. Works. Okay. So when you're running like track, if you're like trying to compete in a race, now you have to be like one of the good people to compete. But like if you're trying to compete, there's a big reason to not take the lead. It's harder to pace like mentally and like physically. Like if you're setting the tempo up front, you're doing a lot of extra work than the people who are behind you because they get to just sit in there, relax, and just follow the leader. So, like, pacing usually takes a lot more effort. Um, but then also, if you're sitting behind someone, you have to go around. So, like, it's kind of, like, an iffy, iffy thing. But breaking the wind's huge. I, in my mile race yesterday, I, I mean, I didn't run well, but, like, I went right to the back of the field. I was, like, I let everyone in front of me break the wind for the first, like, 700-ish meters. I was, like, they can, they can do that. Like, that's fine. So, like, the, like... Uh, in the office where like they were running like that mile thing, I, I think it might have been Andy. I guess that was like running. I was like running behind Kevin. You've never okay. Hang on. What? You've never seen the office, bro. I've seen like a clip of the office. Like I saw. I've seen like the fire drill episode. There's no way, dude. Before the people that have seen the office, what is the best episode? What's the best episode? Yeah, I think uh, that Justin just said it. Like that's my take. What are you? What are you like? What? What's up? Fire, fire drills a good one. Um, I was gonna say the whatever the race one is a good one. The one that was about a reference where um, <laughs> he has to like cover his nipples with like the um, like the gauze because he starts like chafing or whatever. <laughs> that's the problem with the marathon is people are always yeah. uh, tape, taping their nipples because they're gonna bleed like everyone's been telling me to tape my nipples for my marathon coming up and i'm like i'm not doing that <laughs> oh god like, yeah. I come, i've come across with bloody nips i come across with bloody nips like <laughs> i'm not okay. taping. oh my god more about, you know, an honor and pride thing. Uh, what is it more about like an honor and pride thing i'm just not i'm not putting tape over my nipple i'm sorry i'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> I've never had nipple chafing before. We're not getting it. This we're not doing it. No, that's so yeah. funny. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh my god! Well, There's a it... picture of someone running the Disney marathon, and they their whole white shirt is red. From it's disgusting. That is terrible. Yeah, because I didn't know that was like a. Th- I thought it was like a joke in the yeah, show. Same. Like I didn't realize that was an actual thing. Oh, yeah. But, like, it is apparently. And I was like, what? Like, this actually happens with, like, marathon runners? Yeah, it's because the shirt, like, just, like, goes, like, it's just on and just goes yeah. against it. Track is, track is fun, though. Like, love track. Uh, it was I, definitely I hate running. Yeah. It was a more like, team sport than, like, like, it was more, it felt more like, uh, like, a, of a homie team than football was. Football was a different team. Yeah, at least from my experience, for sure. Maybe because I was better at track than for football, but like, like with I would say like it was more like homey than football was. Football no. though was like it's better in certain aspects, but in terms of track, I like in t- I guess in terms of, like the team chemistry, the track okay. team had like better team chemistry than the football team. Like no, no I, question, you cannot. And I, I mean, I, I'm obviously biased because I'm a track athlete. You cannot, and as someone who's played soccer as well. You cannot get a better environment in a community than the track community. Like, there is no, there's no, like, drama about who's starting, who's not starting. There's no beef at practice. Like, you're purely out there to, like, make yourself better. 
through the coaching and you work with other people and ever like we hype up everyone who runs like if we're like right getting ready for the 4x4 yesterday they were running the 5k like we're applauding every single person who comes around the track because they're just going out there to try to like hit their mark same thing with like lifting the gym like you were there to like hit your pr and you really don't give a crap like what what other people do you're just about doing your best and when you do team sports there's a lot of like oh they shouldn't be starting or like oh we have beef because we like fought at practice once or like they're making us like run ourselves into the like i just like it's just less competitive with each other and more just on to like competitive with yourself so yeah like nothing like can beat or there's very few experiences that can beat like the um four by four and uh like at the end of a track meet like Absolutely. having it the like especially having run it like having um like you know the entire team cheering for you um like just the crazy environment um you know if you're the anchor you're literally like that that's it like you are the last person for your team that will like cross the finish line it's just an insane experience um i, I mean i love track i wish i did track for more than two years um i want to make it known i like football more than i like track but in terms of like i guess the team chemistry and team like i guess homie bonding experience like even our athletic director was saying like that the number one team in terms of chemistry was i'm pretty sure uh like cross country then followed by track um i don't know where football was on that list but like I don't know. Track is just different. Like I think, whatever. I think that's a valid take, though, because like yeah. I could see, because like on the football field, I think it's like it's hard to, I think it's hard to argue over like many other sports. It's like how, like it's like I think I feel like football is the most team oriented sport there is, like on yeah. the field. But like I could totally see that argument, like when it comes to like actual team chemistry, like team bonding. Like yeah, you can like people can have beef like on the team where it's like oh I think I'm better, I should be playing. It's like all this stuff. Versus in track where I feel like it's like, if your time's better, it's just better. Like, there's a reason why you're running. Like, there's no, like, hard feelings. It's like, yeah, like, we can literally see verbatim. It's like, all right, they just have a faster time. That's why they're running it. There's no beef. It's like, yeah, I mean, they're just, like, a little bit better. Like, there's no real issue there. It's a lot more subjective in, like, other team sports where it's like, oh, well, this person might be better at, like, this aspect of the position they're playing at versus this other person. And it's like, well, then why am I not starting? Whatever. It's like, you can get into, like, the stupid, like, politics of it. But, yeah, yeah no, that's, I think, a really, that's a really good point. Yeah, I think, I think football is the ultimate team sport. Um, like, there are times that, like, I mean, I did football for all four years of high school. So, yeah, there's more opportunity for, like, me to enjoy football um than track um but like with the two years alone that i did track there were a lot i guess more of high moments than um like it at least it felt like there were more high moments than there weren't than in football um i do want to like reiterate again football over track but um in terms of the, the team itself um it's hard to go against the track team like it just is yeah you can genuinely go to a track meet, run like dog, and then come back and be like, you know what, I had a great time because the team was super hype. Versus football, like you go and get your asses handed to you, and you're just yeah. pissed off. Like, the whole bus ride back would be silent. Oh. Like people, there people be like upset about like people making bad plays, drop passes. Coach is gonna be yelling at you, making you sprint and whatnot. Like, yeah, and that like, is the exact reason why both. Raj and I hate track so much because running was a punishment. Uh, uh, oh my god. Lot, field bad. lines and everything. Yeah. yeah. Gassers. No, 
it sucks. Like football had more difficult like punishments and practices than track, no question. Um, like, but I had one point. I just was. I just completely forgot my point. <laughs> was it that you like football better than track? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was, he said that four times. <laughs> it was something else. It was relating to, um, I think, my experience playing football. Um, I can't remember. I'll come is back it to about, it. Is it about a punishment or is it about like a coaching thing or like a player thing? No, like I, I literally completely blank. Oh, Just like God. come back to me. I'll just say, like, when, when comparing like team sports and whatnot, like basketball is definitely not there in terms of chemistry. Like basketball oh. is probably like the worst team dynamics I think you can have. And like, I'm sure there's basketball players who probably don't listen to this podcast, but probably but would di- like disagree heavily because they think <laughs> their team's great. But like basketball, like, very like oh that player's trash i'm gonna cross you up i'm gonna like try to embarrass you on a dunk like i don't know why coach is playing you you're trash like kind of that like type of mentality where i don't really think it creates like good vibes even high school i'm like our basketball team sucked and like i heard other basketball players be like i don't know why they like that person plays any minutes at all they're terrible and whatnot but it just like track just takes that in cross country takes that away you just break it down i I mean this is i played soccer for 14 years of my life and in the short amount of years I played, uh, I ran track for like four years um, before now, I guess and now it's six years, but um, for the four years in high school, like the community is just better. Like you don't have to worry about that, but you're still working really hard. Track workouts are super painful and like you're, you'll be sore, you'll be super tired and whatnot, but like you get to do it with your teammates and then at the end of it, no one's like, haha, I beat you on this track rep. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can... You, you got Jacob. I, I remember what I was going to say. It? Yep. Oh my god! Back to like you would lose in football. It was silent on the bus. You know the bus. You know it wasn't fun. I remember distinctly. I was running at state. I knew I wasn't going to be. You know I wasn't going to win state. We just. I don't think we had enough like um, people that would go to state that qualified for state to actually like have enough points. So I think we were just like as a team mathematically like you know eliminated. And then, like, individually, they're just people that are faster. And I remember I was going around the curve. I was in, like, first place at the time for a relay. I, you know, I'm feeling myself, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing pretty well. And then I just see a blur out the corner of my eye. <laughs> like, what in the world just happened? I get absolutely passed up and dusted by this guy that, um, what, they went to the school called Episcopal. And I was like, wow, that's just absolutely absurd. And... I can still talk about it. I talked about it after immediately after the fact, like, you know, months after the fact and now. Like it's not like anything that I'm, you know, salty about or like mad about or anyway. Cause I know, dang, he was just straight up faster than me. You know, there's no hard feelings to it. It's just a fact of the matter. Yeah, and even on me, like if I ran a five thirteen mile conversion on any other given day, I'd be like, God I'd be like, I'm terrible. Like that's like that would be a really bad time. But like for track, sometimes you just shake things off and your teammates are like, Yeah. Like, if you talk to teammates after the race, they'll just be like, yeah, bro, like, the conditions are bad outside. Or, like, yeah, you'll get them back, like, on another day. Like, no one's, like, punishing you for, like, running poorly or, like, trying to put you down. It's like people had bad races in track and field. But with team sports, sometimes it's like if you lose to an inferior team, like, not a good look and people are not going to be happy. Yeah, like, I see, like, believe it or not, even the tennis team had beef. Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because you, yeah, you don't you have a way of ranking yeah Um, yeah so basically the way of ranking works is you have like these things called challenge matches where like so basically like the year before whoever was had their spot we kind of make a soft lineup based off that and then to determine where people land they have challenge matches and everything 
my junior year, there was a lot of beef going around with a senior and a freshman. I'm not going to name them because, I mean, it doesn't matter, but uh, the senior lost to the freshman pretty badly, and he was, the entire year, he was just molding, saying, I need another <laughs> challenge match. I am so much better than him. But, like, like I can even see, like, how you talk about, like, track after the fact. There's no beef, but, like, even, like, even with a sport like tennis, which you would think is, like, you know, like a calm sport and everything, but, like, it's just the fact there's beef on the team just... Oh, you no. see, you want you want to know what I want to know? Is there beef in golf? Yes, I do want to know there's beef in golf. There's gotta be because because some people will claim that like they were bad on a given course or whatnot, and it's not reflective. Or they had like a bad day, and that kind of like trues their whole like that that affects their whole like outlook. And yeah, they totally like. I, there's this guy. I think his name is Brian Chambeau. Don't quote me wrong, but he has like mad beef with like I think Phil Mickelson. Like they hate. They actually hate each other. I think it's DeChambeau, I think. DeChambeau, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, about yeah. Like, they, they're they professional golfers. Some of the, like, really, really, really good um, professional golfers. And they hate each other. Like, everyone's, like, they like they don't want to talk to you. I'm like, beef and golf? Yeah. Like, like, there's there's no beef in track and field. There was a situation where Houston and LSU 4x1 team at the Texas Relays one time, they started, like, pushing each other after the race or whatnot. That was a little strange. I don't really know what that was about. But, like, um, besides, like, little, like, niche incidences like that, like, you dap up everyone after. I, I found the guy who beat me in the 800. Like, like dapped him up. Like after the race, um, we talked for like a little bit about like just the race and like the moves and like how our season was going and whatnot. Just like there's just no bad. Like you just got beat. Like that's how it is. Like even if you are a better runner and you feel like you had a bad day, you know that. Like let the other person have their like they beat you. Like, that's fine. Yeah, give them their flowers. Like they deserved yeah. it. Like yeah, I yeah. like that. I think that like track, like it's just a matter, like it, especially for short distances, it's just like okay, there. It's like there's not much strategy to it as much like as football, basketball, and other sports. If they're faster than you, then they're faster than you. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So there's no need to be complaining. Oh no, this was supposed to be our year. We practiced so hard for this. No, they just beat you. You know. Yeah. It's there's, very matter of fact. It's like yeah, they're just faster. Like that's it. Like, I remember my last race, I was running, I was, like, I got the final, like, uh, past the final curve in 400, and I'm, um, you know, the last 100, and I'm... You're grinning your teeth, the lactic acid's in your legs. It's all guts, you know, you're just, you're gritted out, and then somebody passes me up, and he's probably ahead of me by maybe 5, 10 meters max, and I'm just like, dang, this sucks, and I didn't know it was going to be the last race, because COVID shut everything down, but... um, I lost, and I was like, dang, that sucks. But I was like, you know, he beat me. Props to him. And I'm pretty sure, I, if I recall correctly, I just, like, said good job after the race because, I mean, that's just how it No bad blood. And cross-country, same thing. Like, cross-country, great team dynamic. Like, you go out, try to score as many points possible as a team. But, like, if you don't, you can be disappointed. But it's like everyone out, went out there. Everyone ran the race as best as they could on that given day. That's how it goes. Like... I mean, there would be blood, bad blood if someone, like, didn't try their hardest. But, like, as long as that doesn't happen, like, you can only do, like, the best you can in that moment. But, like, those decisions just on the other side of sports. I think swim, so swimming is track and field, but in the water. Like, everything I say about swimming, everything I say about track and field, I think applies to swimming. That would make I would feel like that would make sense. Yeah. Like, in football, like, if an offensive lineman gets blown up by Aaron Donald, you know, Aaron Donald is just a better player than you, but at the same time, it's clearly your fault. 
that, you know, that guy that got sacked or the running back got, um, you know, tackled for loss. But in track, unless you're like messing up the exchange in a relay, um, which doesn't happen, or at least didn't happen when I was running as much, like, you know, as you, I guess maybe you would think. I don't know. Like, it's not clear, okay, it's someone's fault. I feel like that also has to play into it, right? Well, about, like, okay, about, side note about uh, dropping the baton yesterday, the me, I'm not going to call uh, out the schools that were there. They were D3 oh, no. schools, but it was, uh, we, we're a club team, but we race against a lot of D3 colleges. Um, and, like, there was this girls team, and there's two teams, and first exchange, I was like, all right, this one team's got this. I was like, they just look more confident, like, they're good. And first exchange happens, and the bad team drop like doesn't drop the baton, but they have a terrible handoff, so it costs them like they're running a four by one, so it probably cost them like two seconds. I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot yeah. of time. And then I was like, man, my team's got this in the bag. I knew that I knew that team didn't look confident from the jump. And then the good team fumbles a handoff on the second exchange, and I was like, damn, like this, this bad team is back in it. And then the bad team fumble the next handoff. And I like they were so many fumbled handoffs. I was like, "What is going on? Like, did these teams not practice the handoffs?" That's crazy. Like, you literally couldn't really blame fun. it on one person because there were so many bad handoffs. That That's really funny. <laughs> oh wow. my god! Yeah, I mean, the thing that um, Jacob was talking about before with like, I think with like how like there's not really like one person that you can like blame on a track team. I think that like in football, especially, it's like because everybody kind of has like such like a specialized role. It's like a very defined, it's like, okay, your job is to do like this thing. It's like, okay, I can do my job, but the play can still get blown up. And it's not even my fault that we're losing. It's like, I could be doing a great job, like playing defensive end, whatever. I could be setting the edge. I could be like applying pressure, whatever. But then I could be doing a great job. And then, oh, well, my corner got burned and it's a 60 yard touchdown. And our, and our coach is pissed at the entire defense for letting up a touchdown, it's like, well, I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. So it's like, it immediately turns to like, yeah, point right at that person. It's like, that person's the one that messed up. It's like, it should technically, the blame should fall directly on that one person, but the team itself is getting blamed for it. So I think there is like, kind of like that atmosphere. Absolutely. And then it's it's the association. It is Eli Apple is getting burned on the Giants. The Giants defense is trash. Then the fan base hates the Giants because they can't draft anyone who's good enough to play cornerback. And then everyone then associates all that hate on the Giants to Eli Apple. And then what happens is Eli Apple gets shipped out of town, whatever. And everyone's like, thank God that trash player is out of our organization. Then the Giants defense still sucks and you just find another scapegoat. Exactly. And it's the same. It's the same, It works the same way in high school. I mean, not, not without the trades and stuff, but same thing where like, you have fans going to a game, and you see that the wide receiver drops a lot of passes. Wow, John Brown, that dude sucks right now. He's terrible. I'm going to see him in the hallway later, and I'm going to laugh at him. But in track, track and field, no one goes, man, I saw that kid running really slow out there. I'm going to make fun of him the next day. Because everyone's like, wow, that kid's running really hard. He's trying his best. Like, I don't want to be running right now. Exactly. I think that's the big difference with running. It's like, no one wants to do it. Because like, it's not like... It, there's nothing flashy about it. It's not like, oh, like that looks like so cool. It's like I think I could do that. It's like, nah, you just gotta run, man. Like it's, it's purely about competing with yourself and competing exactly. with other and competing with others if you're at the top level. And that's what has to motivate you about running. Exactly. It's like it's very self-motivating. Like not like any other sport, like isn't like a lot of like self-motivation, but like there is literally nothing else besides it's like, yeah, I need to run. That's unless it. you're unless you're a top level athlete, there 
Like you're not wi- like I'm not competing for anything. If I go win, if I w- went and won the meet yesterday, we might have gotten a trophy. Maybe, probably not. But like um, it's a track trophy. It's like I don't care. It's yeah, like... It's, like, it's like a random like meet in the middle of like the spring type trophy. Now if yeah. we go win, we have nationals coming up next week. Mm, um, club big nationals. guy. Club club nationals. Yeah, if we win club nationals, then yeah, it's a bigger deal. Um, yeah. Like we'll be we'll be excited about that. But like if we don't win it, no one's gonna be like. Wow, we all we lost because of this person. Because there's a ton of things that could go wrong. We we were supposed to get second in uh, club nationals for cross country, and we didn't. We came in fourth, and like there were a lot of reasons why. And there were so, c- certain people who were on the team that like didn't race as well as they should have, and that's probably why we lost. But no, like I have not lost any the sleep about being like that person cost us that title. I'm like we as a team could have all collectively run better, exactly to win. Yeah. I'd also uh, like to note real quick, I think I can speak on behalf of all of us. Uh, I don't think this is a pro Eli Apple podcast at all. Um, Excuse me, I love Eli Apple. Oh, I, I don't care. Oh, I don't, no, Eli Apple's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> He's a clown. We're the first one to clown him. Shut up. Yeah. Eli Apple disrespected certain fan bases and certain In certain cities. <laughs> and, and a very certain city specifically. We will never, ever, even if an opportunity presents, have Eli Apple on this podcast. Just would like to point that out. Oh, no, right. We'll let him on the podcast. We'll just, just, just to rip him a new yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll make. Yeah, I'll change what I said. <laughs> Eli, bit him down across the table. Like, why do you hate my city? <laughs> Tell me now. He is like the cornerback version of Matt Nagy. It's just an. <laughs> Why? You Why hate, hate Matt so Nagy? much. Just Matt Nagy is just, just not a fan of the game. You are a Steelers fan. You don't care yeah. about the Bears. Like, you're, why does it you're matter? Definitely, you were definitely at a Suns game saying fire Nagy. Like, there's no way you were not there. Oh my god. Wish I was there. No, I'm playing. <laughs> you wish I was there? Bro, that <laughs> poor kid. Like, he needed to get fired. Like, he just absolutely wasted talent was my goodness and this is exhibit a of life football is more toxic than track there we go oh my god knows like as like the track athletes unless you're like usain bolt and like certain other point like you know um, runners aren't like nobody knows you know like the second string uh, you know, or the alternate runner in the four by four for like you know the u.s like fact team like you know no, I, some, some of it's a popularity thing, too. I mean, I don't think you guys could tell me the guy who just broke the 10,000 uh, meter American record in track and field that happened like a week or two ago. That I happened? Could, could not tell you. I didn't know that was an event either. So. Yep. yep. 10K, no, no one even knows that the American record fell like, on a national scale. I mean, track runners know it fell. No one knows that the, t- like, t- the guy who just uh, broke the 5,000 and 10,000 meter world records within the last year, no one knows who won the Olympic gold medal in the 100 meters because Usain Bolt isn't around anymore. No one knows like who won the uh, Tokyo Marathon or who Elliot Kipchoge is unless you follow like the one Bleacher Report post a year that it's track related. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know they posted about track. Yeah, I'm not going to They posted like one thing about Elliot, Elliot Kipchoge probably because some track athlete sent it to them and was like, hey, this guy who runs a marathon who has never, who's lost one marathon in his entire career and has the world record and constantly beats people by like crazy margins is maybe the greatest athlete of all time. And Bleacher Report was like, 
we'll put an obligation post out over that. <laughs> like, is the most, like, the best athlete of all time. And, like, not talking in terms of, like, their ability in the sport, just, like, in terms of, like, athleticism. Joe Burrow. Oh. Shut up. Okay. Try again, Raj. Try, try again. <laughs> <laughs> Bat, like, okay, okay, wait, wait. Based off pure athleticism. Are we do okay, yeah. Um, like what are the parameters? Like just ex- yeah. athleticism itself? Speed, strength, um like I guess maybe jumping ability, I don't know, but like quickness, speed, and strength. I guess one. whoever the best decathlon <laughs> athletes. Yeah. Just like add like dominance in their sport. Add, well, we could just add that. Ashton um, change up the like you know parameters. Who that Justin? Uh, American decathlete. Okay. Damian, Damian Warner, who won the gold medal. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, like it's kind of hard to argue against decathlon athletes who are doing like literally every sport in and one events, go. Yeah. All right, just, so just, we would. How about that? Whoa! The disrespect to the track athletes. What? What do you mean? What we all know. I just gave such a you know impassioned speech about how much I love track, but I don't know single track. You, but you but, still love football more than track, right? <laughs> you said that like ten times. A thousand percent. It's wild. Like one thing is wild that track is probably the most accessible sport. Like because all you need to do is run, but yeah, it's you just need a pair like, of shoes. Like that's a um, sports in the world. Well, at least in the United States, I would say right. Yeah, I, I mean it's. It's so accessible. I think some of it is like you want your kids. I think some of it just stems from like early like childhood is you want your kids to compete in team sports because they get to meet other kids and learn how to work on a team. So you always start there. And I mean, track is like, I mean, you're really like, even when you just go for a run, like the, the greater goals in my life, I just go for a random seven mile run. Like the, that's not going to give me a lot of fitness in that moment, but it's like over time that will help towards my goal of running a marathon or towards my goal of running like a faster mile you can't really teach the young kids like the value of like training like in the beginning to like get this bigger goal like track is not a sport that people typically start even like running until they're like 10 years old like even if you see these like eight-year-old like these u8 track meets like on the national scale it's usually like soccer and tra- uh, football athletes who just are really fast and like like being fast, and they're like, "Hey, dad, I'd like to run," and they're like, "Hey, my kid's pretty fast. I'm gonna enter him in this meet." Like, <laughs> it, they don't train track and field at a young age. So I think it just like it just doesn't stem from that. I think if like we encouraged it in our youth and like got a lot of people involved in running, I'm sure like it would people would care way more. And I'm definitely of a push that I want to see track and field like make more of a national scale where people actually care about the championships because like it is super like for people who follow running the 10,000 meter world record going down is crazy huge like just the shift in running and like running is very controversial with like the running technology that is out now like how people train and whatnot and it's it's super cool um but yeah it's just like just not a sport that makes national attention, but that's okay because there's a ton of others that don't. No one gives a damn about the USA curling team. How dare you whoa, whoa, insult whoa. those dads? I love, I, love, dare you. I love watching curling for the Winter Olympics. <laughs> I could I could not name you one person who curls on the team. No, not <laughs> John a chance. Smith. John Smith. <laughs> yeah. I mean Shout out John. I used John Brown earlier for my uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> random guy named John. Yeah. The funny thing is, there's an NFL receiver who's John Brown. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, it's Hollywood Brown, right? The, uh, no, no, yeah. 
If I recall correctly, he has a crazy celebration. If I'm thinking the right guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so in the decathlon, there is the hundred meter, the long jump, shot put, high jump, four hundred, one ten hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, fifteen hundred. My goodness, that is, sounds cool. So exactly, essentially, like the hundred meter is like you need to be able to sprint really fast, and then the hundred is like. You need to be able to sprint fast to get to top speed, and then you need to have the explosiveness to like pop off and jump far. Then the shot put is like you need to have a lot of power. Then the high jump is like, okay, what's your vert like? Like, can you really like get up there and be flexible and bend around the bar? Then the four hundred, which is the last event of day one. So you all run this in one day, do this in one day, or two days. This is the first day. And then the four hundred meters, like you need to be fast, but you need to be able to sustain your speed for a longer period of time. Yeah. Then you go to the second day, the 110 hurdles, which is like a ton of technique. So you need to really be like dialed in on your, on your technique. Then they do the discus, which is a lot, of, again, a lot of technique of how to throw that discus, but you also need to be strong. Then you have to do the pole vault, which is like literally taking your own body weight and hoisting it up a giant pole to get over this bar, which takes a ton of like just strength and like, like just being able to get your own body weight up. Then javelin, again, another throwing and technique. And then at the end, you have to run a 1,500 meter to really check your, like, pure endurance. That's what, like, um... I don't think I'm making it through, like, two events. Wow. Like, the... Not even close. Yeah, like, the shin splints you'll get from practicing oh. is just absurd. Um, oh. High jump... It's it's so also it's a lot more about like get it's also getting your steps down, which is a lot like mm-hmm. more difficult than you would think. Pole vault is more dangerous, like is also pretty dangerous. Um, but I mean, it's also takes a lot of skill. There was one meet actually where um, one of the when they were going up, the pole actually snapped, and it sounded like oh a gun. My. it was so yeah. crazy, and um, it's really scary because like. Like, I mean, it's a, it, it, that's like, that could be like, that could impale somebody. Like, that would be terrible. Um, and then I guess, Justin, what's the fastest 400 you've seen? In person? In person. I don't know, probably like a 52, 51. Damn. I assume you, that's fast. No. Not really. No. The fastest I've seen, I ran, saw somebody run, uh, sub 50. Like, I think they ran like a 47 or something. Like they tra- were, tra- right. Translate this to forty times. Is this like a relatively fast forty times? A slower seven? Like this was high school. You are getting an automatic scholarship if you're running a forty-seven to the four. Like that is, yeah. Uh, like I was running the, like my school isn't known for like uh, track per se, um, and I was running a fifty-four, and that was like good for my school. I saw this kid like there was a it's like the Sugar Bowl. Um, a classic meet and um like one of the stadiums in uh, louisiana and like all you had um people from all over like um like from the south coming to compete i'm pretty sure julio jones actually held a record there because uh, <laughs> they announced it it was really cool hearing julio jones i'm like wow he ran here but um there was one guy that ran literally like i want to say 47 um and he was like so far ahead of everybody, and it was so fast; it was just ridiculous. Like, because yeah. I just don't think I could run that fast 
or sustain it. Like not even the center boat. Like one or the other. Like I, you can't do either of them. So I, I say that. So like we have on our club team, we have a D1 runner who currently come comes on and like runs because he ran at Pitt. Um, his eligibility ran out, and now he's like an assistant coach. Um, and whatnot. And he's really good. Like he's a legit like like kind of semi pro runner. Um, and he runs with us sometimes at our meets and whatnot. And he was there yesterday. And when you watch him run, I you're watching someone who's so. So much more talented than you could ever be at what he does, and he like is not even close to good enough to compete like on the professional level, and yeah. it is just like absurd to see. I'm like I can barely do what he's doing for like a mile, yeah. and he just did it over and over and over again for six miles, Ugh. and he wasn't really even trying, and he's not even that good in the grand scheme of things. Grand scheme of things. Jeez, <laughs> that is oh. that's absurd. Yeah. Now, one that I will say looks like it's awful is uh, any uh, hurdle race over 300 meters. I the like the 400 itself is a like is such a brutal race, but having to add hurdles to that is more difficult that you can understand. Like I tried to do hurdles one time in practice, and like just getting like your steps down and like I guess getting this great technique is just very difficult for hurdles. And then on yep. top of that, doing that for that such a long distance, or a distance that you might not think is long, but it turns out to be ridiculously long. Just test your endurance, and you got to do it quickly. It's just, yeah, track is really hard. Actually, like, come <laughs> to think, it's like it's really, really difficult. No, yeah. I respect track runners because you enjoy doing our punishment. Exactly. Like, I like, don't understand I have, how y'all enjoy it. It's utmost, not like a, utmost respect. It's not yeah. like a enjoying it in the moment type of thing. It is a sometimes like going for a lo- like a longer run can clear your head and whatnot, and you're usually running with people, so it's like good to talk to them and whatnot. But like, it is working towards the goal of achieving what you set out to do. So mm-hmm. it's not about like going on like a 14 mile long run in preparation for a mile is like fun, but it's like when I finish the marathon, it'll be super fun because I set out a goal six months ago to run the marathon, and then I'll finish. That's like what track. That's like what track and like running is about. Respect. No. Ain't no, way you're gonna, respect. ain't no way you're going to see me in, like enjoy going on a mile run. No. Man, I don't oh, even no. do cardio at the gym. Also, just like scientifically, like, the endorphins you release while like exercising are just like making oh, yeah. happy stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can I just mean, do like why. quick sprints though. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Here you go. No, I was just going to say like you could just do quick sprints. Like for me, yeah. I, I enjoyed football primarily because of love of the game. Um, and then I also, I had like friends from it, but like track, no, like I don't like, like running just straight running to, for the point of running. No, like, no, like that's just great. That even sounds crazy to me. Like, and I did, I did track in high school, but like, it, it still sounds crazy to me. Like, Justin, I don't know how you can continue to do that. But like, for me, it was just the, like the team, like that's what kept me like invested in running track. Like when I was in high school. It ain't easy, but someone gotta do it. <laughs> it's gotta be done. Yeah, I mean, no. Justin, the, what you're the way you're describing track, like it actually, it sounds like very similar to like weightlifting and like stuff yes. that like I guess like Raj and I do, where it's like you're like you're really only working against yourself, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's very like obviously it's like it's self oriented, like you're really only working against yourself, like and it's like if there are other people at the gym that are like lifting more than you, it's like yeah, they've probably been like. Uh, they've probably been lifting for a lot longer than I have. They have like better technique. They have like this, that, the other. It's like there's just no real. Gone. 
Exactly. It's like, or maybe they're just really good. Like, maybe they're yeah. just super strong. Like, who knows? It's like, there's, there's no real, like, beef there, because it's just like, I mean, yeah, they're just stronger. Like, that's exactly. really Exactly, like... Yeah. yeah, so uh, the biggest also, difference between... Oh, go ahead, Raj. Uh, congrats to Peter for hitting his uh, new PR 405 on deadlift. <laughs> Damn you, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> just called me out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, it, four was a little bit sus right at the end. I was worried, but you, you know what? We got it? it up. It was like yeah, I got it for a while. That's well. That's the thing is like I I like had it, and there was like a point where I borderline blacked out. I was like, there, like I can't lift this, but I'm doing it out of spite now, and just like got it up, and like I held it, like I had to like focus to not pass out and then look myself in like the the mirror so like I have good form. Like okay, I got it, and I'm like. Do I go for two? And then, like, I slowly start to like go down. I'm like, "There's no way in hell I'm doing this." And I just drop it. Yeah. No, I think the biggest difference between weightlifting and running is like running. You definitely like exert yourself more, and you don't get like the physical like body results. Whereas like when you're lifting, you get like the muscles and like and whatnot. I mean, you can get like abs from running and whatnot, but like you also get you also can just be like. A lot more stick like like when i'm running when i'm running a lot of miles and like don't have the time to lift like i just end up looking like a noodle and i hate it but like it's what it takes to be good at my sport sometimes gotta do what you gotta do not, not, you don't need to look like a noodle to be good at running but sometimes just based on how like much many miles you have to run and the weightlifting you can put in you just does make sense yep yeah, just sometimes just how it ends up shaking out yeah i mean it's and we are a track podcast fun. We are, I guess, yeah, I was about to say, we are a track podcast now. We are there we go. We are. Yeah. We are all track stands now. We're all track stands. Yeah, I guess we also I, I don't. support it from the sidelines. The funny thing is that we, we're talking about track and field the day Andres isn't here, who is the only other person. Yeah. I, not only, I guess we have three people, but the only person who's run cross country, like, like in high did, school, yeah. who would, like, sit here and, like, die over the cross country hill. Of course. The one day. The yeah, one day. Oh like, my god. If you two were on like the field though, like um during like the track meets, like just watching the events happen, it's actually like more fun than you would like think. Yeah, you you have to be invested in what's going on. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not, the only time I watch track is during the Olympics and like I'm I'm like whenever I do watch the Olympic track meets, I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of electric. And then like, it's like, it, all right, I'm never watching this again until well, the next yeah. Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it would be fun. Like, it takes all day. Um, but, like, when you're just sitting there, like, on the field, like, it's, it's fun. Like, you're just watching your teammates, you know, show out. Um, it, was, it was fun yesterday, but when we went, went to Buffalo Wild Wings at night, after I got back, I was back for 15 minutes until I got ready to leave. And I, my voice was, like, slowly leaving from, like, just talking and, like, screaming all day. Yeah. I was, I, I was, I was just like, I was just having a lull in the middle of the day today. I was just like, I am tired, and I don't know what yeah. from. And I was like, oh, wait, I was had a track meet all day yesterday. <laughs> what is... Oh, sorry. No, I was just like, and it was 35 degrees. Oh. What is the best sauce from Buffalo Wild Wings? Oh, my God. <sighs> <sighs> okay, I got... So, before, while everyone can think about it, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to agree. But I got orange chicken sauce yesterday because I was just like, I'm going to try something new. Not that good. Don't get it. Ooh. It was like it was like mid. I heated them up for uh, lunch today. Yeah, and like my onion rings, and like they, it, it was fine. But like orange chicken sauce, like it's not worth to get it. It was a good experiment. I'm glad I tried it out, but definitely not uh, top tier. My favorite is honey barbecue. I will. Every, any honey, barbecue's go, honey barbecue. Honey really barbecue. Fire. Yeah. 
See, for um, me, I like—I mean, I like the Parmesan garlic, but I also do like a little heat with it. So what I typically do is I get the either the hot buffalo or just regular buff a uh, hot, and then kind of like mix it in with the garlic parm to kind of make that like spicy garlic parm. I have the, so one time I have had that when I was visiting Virginia Tech on a like on a tour. We went to this one like sports bar, or whatever, and they had spicy garlic parmesan. And I was like, we are getting this immediately. <laughs> and it was the greatest sauce I have ever had. So, Raj, I 100% agree with you. But I would say for like the actual sauce, I do like spicy garlic because it's like kind of like that. And then I'm also going to go with Justin. Honey barbecue is just a solid go to no matter where you're at. Interesting. In terms of Buffalo Wild Wings for me, um, I remember the first time we went uh, in Pitt, and Andres put me on the garlic parmesan wave. Yeah. And since then, I have not left. <laughs> the, the one specifically there with the Italian herbs goes so hard. Like, I'm, I like uh, salty foods, so, like, the saltiness of the sauce, I guess, is something that I, um, like, I enjoy. So I 100%, like, no questions have to go um, with that. Raj, I have to get my leftovers from your fridge. Oh, <laughs> they're still, still in there. Yeah. I did write my name on them, though. So if okay. there's, it, there's 10 wings in there. If any of those are missing, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> or no, Andres, depending on who ate them. Wait, hold on. What is everyone's favorite food here? I don't think we've ever talked about favorite foods. Like, Oh, God, don't do this to me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have I'm, do we have to, like, okay, wait. Are we talking, like, type of food? Like, if you have, like, Chinese uh, food, like, Italian food, whatever. I'm about like, specific last food. meal. Like, what's your last meal no, on no. this earth? You're gonna no, eat? I, don't e- I don't even think it goes on that. Like, I just tell you what your favorite food is. Because I think my last meal on this earth would be different than my favorite food. Okay, that's fair. Um,. Could it be from a specific place? Yeah, sure. So I mean, if, if you want to get that specific, you don't need to, but if you want to. Okay, then well, I'll just be, I guess, more general. Um, the lamb chops, the ones that, um, like the lollipop lamb chops. are Lollipop lamb chops? Without a doubt. You got to season it um, well, of course, but without a doubt, um, those are my fa- that's my favorite food. Like that, oh. steak, you can't go wrong with steak, obviously, but lamb chops... Perfect. I think I know mine now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so back in my hometown, there was this one restaurant that we would go to like every once in a while, and they had. It's very simple. It's like it's this really small restaurant. They do like a lot of like it's like a sports bar and grill whatever. But they had this baked penne there that was like so unbelievably good. It came out in a bowl that was like enormous like it was like it was like two servings worth of food in one and it's like they have so it's like obviously it's like they have the pasta like the penne then it's it was like a, a it was either a red or a pink sauce i forget which one it was and then it was like uh sweet italian sausage chicken um i think it might have been spicy italian sausage too oh, yes. then it was like melted mozzarella cheese on the top that because they put it in the oven it was like crispy on the top too and then they also had like the cheese inside that was like all melty and it came with these big ass like portions of like this garlic bread oh my god i could eat that for days it was so good uh, the portion size is it like um like compared to, to, to yeah 
compare it to Buka de Beppo, like it might have been roughly, I would say it was like roughly the same. Okay. Like, you know, like the one That's that you lot. got where it was like kind of like that like bowl thing that you split with Andres? It's like roughly yeah. that of okay. like the best pasta ever. Yeah. So definitely not Buka de Beppo, but like the Absolutely same not. portion size. Same portion size, <laughs> but like not at all Buka de Beppo. Yeah. For me, I'm going to go nostalgic and, you know, go back to my roots for this. Specifically, homemade chicken tikka masala with naan. Oh. It's just, Peter, so you, you tr- when you came to yes, my house, I did. you tried it. Oh, my God. That was so good, dude. Like, just the, like, I basically grew up with that for, like, 18 years of my life and probably had it, like, twice or three times a month. Like, it was just, like, it's super good. It's, like, really nostalgic, especially, like... I mean, the way my mom makes it, it's pretty similar to, like, how a lot of Indian, like, probably parents cook it, but, like, it's oh, just super traditional, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, traditional, it's, like, hearty, it's just a good meal. It really is, dude. That was so good. Yeah. I always have gone with, I still will stick with shrimp being my favorite food. Um, just shrimp, period. Just, shrimp. like, across the yeah. board. Yeah. Love just that. Like, Love that thing. Shrimp, shrimp is my favorite food. Scallops, it's every oh. year, they, they just inch closer and closer oh. to the top. Dude, they're so no, good. When, like, you get, like, a good cooked scallop. Oh, it's so good. Wait, wait. Like, do you guys remember when Market had scallops? Yes, Market, I do. It was the Yes, they had bacon-wrapped scallops the one time. It was the sketchiest thing I've ever seen. Were they good? No, <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> they, they just tasted like bacon, and it was, like, chewing on rubber. It's, like, yeah. it legit was, like, gum. It was, like... For this. I have no idea where you were for this. It would like there were down there though. It was like that middle station at the bottom of towers, where, like they sometimes they serve like fried rice and stuff there. Yeah, yeah. And like oh, they had it was like that, and then it was like the bacon wrap scallops. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Just, what? Yeah. When you said it tastes like rubber, I'm just like thinking like Gordon Ramsay, just rubber, rubber, rubber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's more that's rubber than a bouncy ball. It's so that's- it's rubber. It's like Gandhi's flip flop. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's the thing I just like that I can't put like I definitely can't put scallops over shrimp because I don't like I guess the consistency and the texture of scallops. Like but it have is. Have you ever had too, like a good like good cooked ones or like have you had the ones where like they're just like rubber? No, they're good. They'll be cooked well. Just I don't like I just don't prefer like the consistency. Like uh, something that I guess it's easier to chew than the um, scallops are. And Justin, what type of sh- uh, shrimp? Like, um, like. Well, I usually just go with like shrimp, but like just regular like, like shrimp, a shrimp cocktail, just like oh, just re- just having so like good. a like a bowl of fried shrimp, yeah, like oh, so good. Um, that's why like I just say like shrimp broadly is like my favorite food, but like that's, that's why like if, that's yeah, like shrimp shrimp is great. But like if my it was my like last meal, I'd probably have like a seafood like medley type of thing with like with a lobster oh. tail or like or something like that. Like yeah, maybe like a last meal type of food. But like, dude, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> Oh my god! I, have oh. you guys ever had swordfish? Yes. Oh my no. god! I, oh god. I had that one time. I think I was in. I might have been in like DC or something. Because like my dad used to work for like this bank, and he got like a ton of points. So I was like, oh, we stayed in this really nice hotel, like like totally on his points. And it was like they had swordfish on the menu, and he got it, and he like he had me like try a bite. It's literally like steak. Steak it's, and fish just crossed it's, over. It's the craziest consistency ever. It's like mm-hmm. it, it is like 
actually like steak where it has like the muscle fibers it's like it's tough enough that it doesn't just like fall apart it like it stays like in its shape Not but flaky. it tastes like really really good white fish hmm. it's the craziest yeah. it's thing so, it's so good rolling seafood grill over in uh, strip district of pittsburgh yeah. has swordfish fantastic we gotta go there so, like it's so good i like i'm not a big person on like a steak um like flavor like i like steak but like if you're gonna give me like just a chunk of steak like a flaming yon like it, i know it's good and i appreciate a well-cooked steak but like the flavor doesn't touch anywhere as close to like really good italian dishes or like uh se- like seafood dishes for me but like the crossover of a steak and a like a white like, fish in the swordfish is just a perfect Crazy. blend they just like my mind blown like it's it's absolutely insane it's like it it like your brain like processes like yes this is fish but like you're eating it you're like this isn't what it's supposed to be like it shouldn't be good like this it's it's absolutely crazy do you guys have like food spots that are like that you just like like for no reason or you just really like have had good meals there that you're talking about guilty pleasures i was about to say you're talking like guilty pleasure spots take take it wherever you want like restaurants (laughs) you want to shout out we all know he's he's gonna say canes oh god but though i'm trying to think of something like um like i guess less known or like oh well i was gonna say i i really mess with applebee's for whatever reason like yeah I, Applebee's just like is is a spot. Like their appetizers are great. Like I've never had a bad dinner there. I know that some people don't like Applebee's, and like that's fine. But like anytime Applebee's is an option, just like it's on lock. It's just boom, pay for that. Yeah. Uh, Buca de Beppo. Shut up, Raj. That's your third strike. Buca de Beppo. That's my third strike. That is your third strike. Dude, the fact that I got an automated. Re- Wait, Jacob, did you get an automated response too from your Google review? I got the same response you did. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know, Raj, you have, like, you've been, like, hyping up Taco Bell so much, and, like, I, I have to kind of agree with you. It's like, I know, I know it's terrible food. I know it's so bad for you, and I'm going to regret it later, but my god, I love the absolutely processed quesadillas from there with all of my heart. They're so good. Taco Bell is Taco Bell is a guilty like pleasure area. Exactly. There's been a whole like I don't know if I was telling you guys about it, but like there's a whole thing that like a YouTuber came up with that I watch, and he says like Taco Bell movies, and it's the same idea. Like you know the movie is bad, but you still really enjoy it and like watching it. Yeah. And like I don't know, I just like the the phrase of Taco Bell movie just really like. Yeah, instead of guilty pleasure, it's a Taco Bell type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, actually, okay. I'll give my answer, and then I'll let's actually do that for movies then. Um, or TV shows too. Um, Arrow. Okay, continue, Jacob. In terms of food, I'd probably have to say either Domino's or McDonald's. Oh, really? Because yes. the bang for your buck and uh, the combination with the deals that they, they both have. The deal you can get a Big Mac and ten nuggets for like. Five bucks at McDonald's. Like, like that's we know crazy. it's not real meat, but my god, it's so cheap. Yeah, it's so god. cheap. Yeah, oh. we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get a Domino's sponsorship. We talk way too much about Domino's. We gotta get the sponsorship. We gotta get yeah. all the deals. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm trying to think about like what guilty pleasure. Or I guess Taco Bell, um, TV shows, or like movies that I 
kind of like I know are terrible, but I just watch them anyway. I'm trying to think. I have, I have two: one from a movie, one for TV show. Okay. Um, TV show, Cobra Kai, obviously. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if it classifies though, because there are good parts of Cobra Kai. I don't know if but, it completely classifies itself as a Taco Bell movie. But like, show. you cannot say that the acting is like that good. The writing is like that good. Like, you can't say any of the of the show is like very well done. But I love it nonetheless. Like, that is one of like the shows that I love to watch. I what you saw it. In like how many hours, Raj? When did you like when the news, uh, most recent? Season? It came out. It came out at three a.m. and I finished at seven a.m. Yeah, like as soon as I got the text from Raj, he had finished. I was like, "All right, shoot, I gotta watch this." <laughs> and I finished it like relatively quickly. Like I finished it probably before I had lunch. Um, and it's not. It, it's really not that good. Like you know, at certain points, but like I absolutely love the show. Um, love everything about it. And then in terms of movie, um. There's a movie called Money Plane. I'm pretty sure I've told you guys about this, but they had there's the two these two YouTube channels that do like movie reviews, like um like satir- like satirical movie reviews, and they come uh, collabed on Money Plane, and it's really bad. It looked really bad in the um, review, so I watched it with my friend, and it was like so much worse than I ever expected, but. Um, it was so bad that it was like funny and enjoyable to point out like bad parts of it. I love movies like that though, that you can like, when you just like, you put on the movie and you just like laugh at it. Like those are some of the best, like, especially like when you have like horror movies that are like terrible and you're watching them with friends, like it is so unbelievably funny just to watch. I think one of the times, I forget which movie it was. I think, I guess one of my Taco Bell movies that I, because I just had such a good experience with it. I think it might have been the most recent Annabelle movie, I think. I forget which one it was. But it was so bad that people in the movie theater were like talking to each other during the movie. It was like, we would be like, like my friends and I, obviously we were like being obnoxious, whatever. And like, my friend would like scream at like the non jump scares and people like started laughing like early on in the movie. So like by the end of the movie, people were just like yelling at the screen, like, don't go in there. What are you doing? It was so funny. Like I was crying laughing just because of how good of an experience it was. And like now that I'm thinking about it, like I kind of wish that's like how some movies were where it's like, yeah, I mean, this is going to be terrible going into it. Like just have fun with it. Like, because it's just such a good experience. Yeah, no, it's the same with me and my friends. I remember, like, I think my freshman year of high school, we went to watch a Blair Witch Project. Absolutely terrible movie, but, like, just the experience. We were all just clowning around, just, like, screaming, like, oh, my God, don't do that! Yeah. And, it's just, yeah, I, I feel that with the experience of, like, a bad yeah. movie, but, like, just the vibes in the theater of everyone just joining in. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... Really recent, we were talking about it yesterday. Crimes of Grindelwald, not a good movie, but I really enjoy watching it. Um, I had another one it, in my. It oh, did I, have a t- That movie did have its highs, like that end scene with the dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. And then I, Iron Man Two, it's a Taco Bell movie. Oh, I love I, Iron Man Two. I really, it's I so bad, but it's I like so Iron good. Man Two, but I understand that it is not a good movie. Um, How do you guys movie though? Like. I, I, I don't get that one. I, I, I seriously don't get that one. Dude, the scene where Iron Man is, like, making his own element gets me hyped every time. I'm like, 
He's making a new element. Proton Dude, the beam final, outside. The final battle with him and War Machine just going ham on the drones. God, it's so good. It's like the it's like it like activates like my monkey brain where it's just like uh colors. It's just like that's what I want to see. Where it's just like they're just smashing robots. Like yes, this even is the, they're just like, funny. Like go ahead. Yeah, no, like even the first scene of that movie where he just gives a big f you to the U.S. government, everything. Like oh yeah. my god, I do like that part. That, that like that's part I like hilarious. that scene. <laughs> like that, I successfully like, privatized world peace. Yep. And like they have, uh, it's great. And then they have the whole like uh, Romanoff thing where she pretends to pretty much be like the hot, the hot assistant oh, to Pepper yeah. Potts, and she's an oh. undercover spy. And Happy's in the in, in the movie, and oh. Nick Fury Actually, you shows know up, and he's Elon dying Musk too, right? What? Hmm? Elon Musk was in the movie too, right? He, he yes, he was. Movie, yeah. So he's canon. He is canon. He is canon. Yes. I think the worst part about that movie though is like its villain is so forgettable. Like I Justin think that, Hammer or the other guy. No, but Donko, <laughs> the Donko, other is, <laughs> Donko is so funny because like he just wants his pet bird for part of the movie, and he gets upset because they took away his bird, and he kills the guard. He hangs the guards. That is with. one. Of, that is one of the funniest shots. Like it's not supposed to be funny, but like it just like cuts to him, and there's just like no context. His hands are just really bloody, and there's just two guards like in the back of the frame hanging. It's yeah. like no context whatsoever, and it's just like he's just like on the phone. It's like what? Just great, great movie. I don't know if I have any TV oh. shows. Um, I mean, I think The Flash is like a TV show. Oh, really watching, even though it's bad. Like I know it's bad, and like even the recent, I haven't even seen the recent seasons, but like yeah, I know I would still get some enjoyment out of watching them. I know I would. Yeah, part of me that would be like, okay, this is kind of good. Grey's Anatomy got really bad at the end, um, but I still enjoyed watching it. Um, I agree with you on the Grey's one. It, it's just a repeat of everything at this point. You're invested. You're just like, exactly. Man, they're they're going to die. Like, what? Like, and you're like, just, it's, it's literally just a cycle of doctors hooking up and then dying. It's just, it continues. It gets you every time. It gets you every time. Every doctor that's hooked up with Meredith is dead. Oh, boy. Or going to die plot twist she's the angel of death that's the entire show oh god yeah i don't know any like real tv shows that are like a guilty pleasure for me i would say like i every once in a while i'll get on like a kick and i'll watch like an episode or two of star wars the clone wars but like other than that like i don't really have many guilty pleasure shows listen I'm gonna say it. Go back and watch Big Time Rush. I did it over the summer. I I did it. I did too. It was dude. It was music experience. is so good. It has it no good. I will, I will say it on the pod. I'm not embarrassed. I listen to Big Time Rush at least once every month. At least once. I'll, dude, just, I'll just go down all their songs and listen because they are catchy. They they just have the catchy boy band energy. It's like, yes. damn it, why is this they're, good? They're coming back. They are. They're going on tour, right? I know. They just went. I was, the tickets were so. I was going to go with my sister. The tickets were so expensive. Oh yeah, I'm sure they were. They were outrageously expensive. Yeah. But uh, big time rush is coming back. They just released a song. What's their best song? Uh, or your favorite song? Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> That's when Joe leaves to go to Australia to record her set, and they're in the airport, and they have to like sing. They're singing to her because she's like leaving. They almost forgot their goodbye kiss. Emotional. 
Very moving at the You're like actually invested in this. Wow, this is like legit. Not really. The goodbye hiss thing was definitely really cringy, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that was real cringy. I was not, I'm not even gonna lie. I ain't even gonna lie. That's kind of bad. Cr- it was cringy when I was eight. It's cringy now. It was cringy when you were young. Oh, I thought you meant like going back. Oh boy, that's no, it, tough. It, it's cringy in any time, but the music is good and the show is also really funny. There's like. There's a great episode where Carlos and uh, James like go to school, and they're like imagining the teacher being like a super hot teacher, and like they go out to like the pool and like get to just like not do work and whatnot, and they start like their own like food fight and stuff, and they just keep getting in trouble. It's really funny. Um, and I was invested in the drama that happened in like the last season between uh, what, who was it, Kendall? He had to pick between Joe and that other yeah, girl. Yeah, that was that was I drama. Was invested. Yeah, okay. I know who I know who's gonna pick, and then um. He went the, back to the, the X. Yeah, and the pilot is really good. The pilot episode, like where they just like are auditioning. I do remember that. It's, yeah, it's classic. Uh big time rush, man. Like <laughs> everyone wanted, everyone want, everyone wanted that swirly side when they were young. The swirly the side. Oh my yes. god! And, and, the, and the gamers in the house, like, come on! Oh. Like, everyone wanted it. Everybody wanted that. Uh huh. I Dude, missed I, those old shows. And I don't remember the show at all, honestly. Like I remember. Like certain characters, kind. Of. I remember Gustavo Rock, of course. Gustavo, Gustavo classic. You, you don't know music if you don't know who <laughs> Gustavo is. Uh, no, I don't remember. Like, yeah, I, I don't remember like a lot of these. Like, how did it end? I don't remember. Uh, great I, think just, I think they're just performing. Like they just end up performing. Yeah. Like I think they're literally just. Bl- they're like I think I think it ends with them like playing a song and, um. It's kind of the way it ended was weird. I think they took a really long time between season three and season four, which made it really awkward um, in terms of like how they like finished out the show. Um, there's a distinct difference in all the way they they all look really differently and oh, stuff because yeah, they all got like older and everything. So yeah, you might be able to hear my computer. That's not ideal. No, um, you can't hear it. You're good. Oh, uh, perfect. Because um, yeah, season four is like. It's season one's eighteen episodes, season two's twenty seven episodes, and it goes twelve twelve, so like there's big time like dip off. Um uh, big time. It's a dip off. What's the okay, so right Okay. So the last episode's really bad, probably actually. Um but, like they're performing at the tween cho- choice award choice awards, but then a villain is like bent on destroying the show, so like big time rush stops the show and they, Oh like, my god. They, they pull they, the cars too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they but they stop to like they stop the villain and then they get their award and it's like their way of being like thank you for the award and like cause they they actually won the award in real life, I think. And then oh like and then they like they, the show ends. <laughs> so they just went they just completely jumped the shark. They just like went all out. They were like, oh yeah, no big time rush is like stopping a super villain. It's like yeah. Wasn't the show about like some guys that wanted to make music? Like, how do we get here? So, the villain, his goal was he want he was like chicken. He's selling cheese, right? And he was gonna play have this QR code that people scanned with. Like they put on their three, no, they put on three D glasses or whatever, and it would hypnotize them and give them a crazy like cheese addiction. So they would go and, like buy his product, and like if if the commercial aired, then like everyone was gonna go like cheese crazy. Is that and, what like, Coinbase did to us during the Super Bowl? <laughs> Coinbase ad. Oh my god! Uh, Pretty much. I am so so shocked that you remember it to this detail. Well, I watched this. I watched the summer. Oh, okay. So you watched this recently? Oh, okay. okay. But like, if the music's gonna be like, if the music music creates better memories, and like their show, like 
you got the music going. I know, I know where these sets of these videos happen. I'll never forget when they perform one song. I forget what it's called, but they they perform this one song in like front of the cra- traffic. They were like blocking traffic on top of like their van, and they were playing on top of their van because this part of the song was written by Lucy, who was Kendall's new girlfriend after he broke up with Joe. I forget what song. I, forget what I don't know any on. of these characters. I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> I'm like, that show was on top. Go here. back and watch Big Time. It's so funny, and it, <laughs> it, 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 I think it ages like. I think it's comical, especially like because you see like these guys are probably about like our ish age, a little bit younger, like yeah. in their time. So like you see some of the things like they're interested in, like they're, the things they're not interested. They're not interested in being a boy band. They're interested in like being people, and like you're like that's funny because like you're also a boy band. I I, don't know, I think the sh- yeah. I think the show's funny. But what aged really poorly was iCarly. iCarly aged so poorly. I couldn't get. I could barely get through. Jake, I think I was watching. Was I watching iCarly with you? Um, I don't when? think so. Last no. year. I think I was watching iCarly. I think I watched iCarly with you last year. No, I know we watched Ash, but I don't think we watched. I don't know if we watched iCarly. Well, I've watched an episode of iCarly with someone, and let me tell you, I could barely get through the first hour, not the first hour, the first episode. It was so bad. The acting is terrible. I don't know how I didn't realize. Like, it's brutal. It's iconic though. Like so, rank. No, and... it's not. I, I, I'm sorry. No, it was we're so not bad. Ranking. We're not no. ranking. We're not no. doing a full bit with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drake and Josh, iCarly, Sam and Cat, Big Time Rush. Dude, Sam and Cat? I forgot yeah. this show existed until you said Serious? it. Big Time oh Rush at one, Drake and Josh at two, iCarly, uh, Sam and Cat three, iCarly four. Are you not going to ca- cla- count Ned's, Ned's The Classified School Survival Guide? Oh, oh my god. god. Stop. This is an extra cycle thing. We're not this, doing this, this right now. This is too much. No. This is too much back. Yeah. Ned's The Classified oh. is so good. And if we're oh. doing this, then we have to add in Victorious. We have to add in all the oh, other ones. The grassy. <laughs> With Drake. I did not watch the grass. I did not watch it either. I just remember watching ads for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ads. Zoe one oh one. Oh, Everybody wants another terrible indication of what high school is like. Oh my god. It they hyped up high school so much. Now, I I know they were at a boarding school, but they didn't really like make that clear to like ten like ten year olds who were like not at, yet in high school. Exactly. I mean, that is the greatest high school of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the episode where they made like a hot tub like outside of their like rooms? No, they, like, but that sounds awesome. Watering through the <laughs> pool or something I, like got, a hot tub. I can't it was remember. Epic. Should have done that in towers. <laughs> Put it outside. We'd fall down on the ground. I mean, hey, we're getting that hot tub soon, so... That is true. Hot tub coming to a Pittsburgh house near you. Coming to a PA house near you. Gotta love it. <laughs> well, I think if no one has anything else, then we will conclude this episode of the Washed Athlete Podcast. Thanks for sticking around as we talked about track, TV shows, favorite food, and anything else along the way. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. All right, peace, everybody. Peace. No bangles. <laughs>